The views and opinions expressed by the Loft Party Podcast panel participants and guests do not necessarily reflect those of the Good Times of Good People Company, the host, or its sponsors. It's not getting it, getting it. Welcome everybody out there in podcast land. The Good Times of Good People Company proudly presents the Loft Party Podcast, where it is always about good times, good people, and good talk. Now that you've received your invitation, the best way to let us know that you're in attendance is to download the party or become official by joining us on Facebook, subscribing on YouTube, iTunes Podcasts, or Google Play Podcasts. Good. Thanks for joining us. Grab a cocktail, light a cigar, or whatever you like to smoke, share us with your friends, and make yourself at home. I'm your host and moderator, Rio, and let's introduce today's panel. So welcome to the Law Party Podcast. I'm your host, Rio, and on today's episode 61, uh, this truth must be inconvenient, pulling out of the Paris Accords. Uh, before we get going, uh, we'd like to start with the important things. So, Ben, what are we drinking? Uh, cocktail of the day is a, it's a riff on a Ramos Gin Fizz. I call it the Gardener's Gin Fizz. It's made with Rieger Gin. So what I do is I muddle up a large disc of cucumber that I dice with rosemary simple syrup, cracked pepper. And I do a half ounce of lime juice and a couple ounces of Rieger gin, whole ounce of egg white, and just a splash of cream. And I dry shake that. By dry shaking, I mean you shake it without ice. And then you add uh, a little bit of ice after that and shake it cold. And then pour it over a little bit of soda water and let it froth up and get nice and creamy and silky with a garnish of a fresh strawberry and topped with a rough cracker pepper on top. It is delightful. And, and it is delightful. Let's <laughs> say. A nice summer scene. As the gin drinker here, it was delightful. <laughs> hey, and that is what we're drinking. And so the next question, obviously, is so what are we smoking? And today uh, we are smoking a uh, Arturo Fuente uh, Hemingway. Uh, so let me just read this for you. The sublime balance of ultra-thin and toothy Cameroon wrapper pairs exquisitely with Fuente's uh, filler and binder blend, resulting in a complex uh, smacking of orange peel, cedar, and coffee. Uh, if you've never smoked an Artero Fuente Hemingway Classic, uh, you're missing out on one of the Cigar World's premium smoking experiences. Uh, one of the things I will say, uh, not reading, that makes the Hemingway so good um, is it is uh, one of the harder shapes to roll, and that is the Perfecto, which basically, uh, for anybody out there in podcast land who is not a cigar smoker, that means that it is uh, torpedoed on both ends. So uh, if you don't know what torpedo means, now go to the Google and uh, look for what torpedo means and what the... For a cigar. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And what the... They will not sink the ship. Right. Yeah. Make sure you put cigar in the search. Right, yes. Otherwise, yes. other things may come uh, Other you, things may You may have Homeland may Security up. after you. <laughs> other things well, may come Amongst up. other things. Exactly. And... That is what we're smoking. Uh, so, uh, today's RIPs, um, there weren't any uh, that I could readily find any celebrities passing, but I felt that um, the most important thing, uh, am, am I wrong? 
Greg Allman died. Yeah. Ow, yeah. That was after our podcast. Let, 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 me, let me speak on Greg real quick. Sure, 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 sure. And so about 1970, they kicked in all the Allman Brothers. And they really formed a southern style of music that had never been heard before. Uh, I, I relate so many of their songs to my life, as my wife pointed out the other day, that they really have be, affected me a lot more with his passing and the thoughts behind and the times I've lived my life and the music that I listened to by him. I'm at an age where all my old rockers are dying. Yeah, and, and, and you do reflect upon your times when they died because you did grow up with their musics. And, and, and their musics a lot of times reflected where you were in life. And they play rambling, man, by God, that was me. <laughs> if you don't really sit down and listen to it for a while, you just want to chill, have a smoke, whatever you want to smoke, sit down, kick some all brothers in, and kick back and listen to it because it is that type of music. They were a jam band. So. All right. Now we got to get to a little darker subject, don't we? Uh, yes. Um, and the, 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 actual, the actual reason for the RIPs this week, um, uh, I want to... I want to, and I'm sure that the rest of the panel wants to send some uh, some love and prayers out to the victims of the Manchester concert bombing uh, and of the London terror attacks. Um, Absolutely. You know, uh, we kind of uh, touched on the Manchester bombing on the last podcast, and we're just saying that you know it's when you when you have terror attacks. Some of them, all of them, horrify you, but some of them more than most, especially when it's in situations like you know, like a concert or or just in some really regular, regular place that like really regular people would people be walking there every day. Yeah, you know, or in you know, in in London where they just sped up and mowed down a bunch of people and then got out and started stabbing people. Just, I mean, like that, that is terrifying. Didn't yeah. they do that in Times Square recently, too? Didn't somebody uh, just go crazy and start driving through Times Square? Yeah, yeah he was yeah, on yeah. drugs, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. but yeah. Not that was a terrorist. Yeah, but he wasn't, yeah, it wasn't randomness. He was on PCP. He was on PCP. Sure. Yeah, but it is the randomness of violence. That was the larger point. It's just when you don't expect it to be in a place where you normally go. This is what we were talking about last week. Yeah. Like, if you start blowing up grocery stores, well, that might make me nervous to go. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You're just blowing up big things. I'm like, eh, okay, I just want to go to big things. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I probably still would go. Actually. Well, I, I, I think the thing that made it the toughest about Manchester is that Adriana Grande is going to uh, attract the teeny boppers, the preteens. Oh, yeah. So you got a lot of these 13, 14 year old girls out there, and this guy walks up to them and blows them off. Yeah, you know, I, I think I think this thing that that people are having trouble recognizing is they want to the, these these guys really think they're soldiers in jihad. They think they're soldiers. Well, the other problem is they don't even care. I, I mean, they're willing to kill their own no, children they, they don't and their care. own women, you know, for their cause. So they could care less that it was a. All they thought about was the fact that it was a mass amount of people. 
And it would, it would make a big state. But, no, but I don't think government wants to care about blowing me up, too. I don't want to be blowing up either. You made the point last week, too, that it. It, it doesn't, it, it's worse to us because we have this thing about hurting the innocent or children or whatever. Right. You know, they don't care. But they don't see children. It's, they're a lot, they're, it's Well, they don't see life. They don't, they, they have issues with, with life itself. I, I think that that's a little bit of an overgeneralization in the sense that I think in this situation, the... Um, motivation behind it is driven also by the influence of mental illness. Uh, they take people who they can influence who have, no, uh, who have a mental illness and radicalize them. Uh, I don't agree with that. I don't, I don't think it's mental illness. It's that might and be, they're not people just born into poverty and swayed into yes, it with a family. They're not highly in fact, educated. In fact, a lot of them are very highly educated. You'd be what, stunned by the number. these tax or the people who influence... The people who do the acts, you would find that a lot of them are college graduates that really? have been radicalized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But does being, be being a college graduate, uh, you'd be stunned at the economic and educational level of a lot of the people who perform these acts. But then your yeah. contention would be that somebody who has a college, you know, graduate degree isn't susceptible to mental illness. No, no, I don't think not, that's, that's, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that uh, mental illness aside, the the common belief would be. Um, that it's a lot of poor people in these shit-ass countries yeah, no, I don't think are that. going around and blowing people up. Yeah. It's the same way that most people think Poverty well, people in the army are not dumber than normal Americans. You know, right. like it's a bunch of hicks from the sticks, you know, to be honest. When every study has shown that actually... Well, as a veteran myself, I can tell you that that's not the case. It's not the case at all. So every study would tell you that actually the, average, they always try to the average military person is better well, yeah, educated and higher, from a higher company. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so uh, we can go on this all day, but before right. we get too deep, let's play a quick party game. So, if there was a box that contained the truth about God and religion, would you open it? Uh, Who are you yeah. starting with? Oh, uh, well, <laughs> Ben was ready to jump right in. So. Absolutely. Uh, so you 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 would you would definitely want to know the yes. mysteries of the mysteries of the universe. I in always that way. I always want to know the mysteries of the universe. I always want to have factual information in which I can you know base how I wish to live my life around whether the truth is that I was wrong all along or everything that I possibly ever knew to be turned upside down. That would only shape me to be a better person because then I have an understanding about what we're here for, which is what everybody wants to know in the first place. You know, that's what we're here to do. That's the. I can understand your reasoning. I, personally, I, I have. From the moment I, I saw this question and then typed it out, I've been wrestling with would I open that box? And I, and, and I don't have an answer, actually. Um, you know, some things, for me, being a person that grew up, grew up in the church, you know, some things for me are, are meant to be in God's domain, and uh, and and I don't know if I'm meant to understand. Uh, do I? Would I want to understand? Yes, but I don't know if I would open that box. I, I can't say that I'm sure. I mean, you're right there. Yeah, I, and I, you I, have yeah. the literal option, consequence free. I'm assuming by the question. Yeah, 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 yeah. The assumption is, you know, you won't get struck down by lightning if you open the box. Right. <laughs> you know? It's kind of an Adam and Eve question, you know, like, sure. 
there's a, if you think about it just allegorically, going yeah. to the story, there's a tree that gives you all knowledge. Mm-hmm. Do you eat from it? Do you eat from it or do you not? Correct. Uh, and then sometimes you find out that the truth that you discover is pretty crap. But I for me, I would, I would open it in a second with you. Because right now I don't have any faith. I've been a person without faith for a very long time. think are not a person without faith. You don't believe in religion. I don't believe in religion. I don't believe in God. I don't believe in any of that. So if there was a box that said... You're right or you're wrong. I would have lived with it because mm-hmm. I can't lose either way. So, but also, yeah. you, so you you definitely would consider yourself an agnostic. Oh, I'm more than agnostic. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So, I, I like which, which just means out there for anybody in podcast like who, who doesn't know, it really just means uh, you don't know if you believe in God or not. You're you you are heavily questioning. I just believe morality exists outside of religion, and so I wouldn't lose either way. I don't think opening the box is anything. If all of a sudden it turns out there is God and religion, well, then great. Then, you know, then I'll try to adopt God and religion and go, this is awesome. But I don't think it would change my lifestyle or my behavior or any of the other things necessarily. I'd just be like, okay. Now, now, now that is true. Like, I don't think I would become a... I don't think I would behave differently because I try to treat people fairly. I try to treat, you know, I, and, and all of that. That depends. Uh, I mean, it would, because, well, what I was originally going to say is, I don't think I'd be a different person, but that, that, I don't think that's a true statement. I think, right. I think by the virtue of the fact that you open the box, you will be a different person. Yeah, you well, get changed by something that yeah, 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 heavy. That heavy, that profound. Yeah. Because yeah. That, you got to realize, I got to look in the box. I fell 24 feet. I saw a light. I looked into a box. I got a crack. I got a crack open, open the lid, and looked into the box. It does change you. You bet. Yeah, I believe it would. People look at me when I tell them I fell 24 feet and it was the most peaceful moment of my life. Like I'm a crazy man. You know, it's funny. Which I probably am a little bit. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was listening. I was uh, saw this it's, thing it's, online. It's, it's something you can't explain. Yeah, I saw this thing online with uh, Will Smith, and he was talking about uh, getting uh, a, a great agreeing to skydive, and um, and how like like you agreed to skydive, and now you're like like. For two days, you can't sleep. You're like, oh, like, what the hell did I do? Why did I agree to this? Jumped and, out and of you're fully, like, yeah, like, and you were fully in fear of of of, of what's going to happen and the whole thing. He says, but the moment you step out of the plane. No, they, he said they push you. Yeah, he, he said, said they count right, three. Said, and they push you on two because people grab on three. Uh, right, he said, so he said, but the moment you're out of the plane, he said, it is the most blissful experience because you realize there was nothing to be afraid of and, and you just are free. Yeah, he's, yeah he's talking about being uh, scared while you're laying in bed. Why were you scared laying in bed? You were still safe. And, you know, yeah. up in, even when they open the door of the plane, you're, you're still safe. Yeah. But you're afraid, and it's getting past you're afraid the of possibilities. Yeah, 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 yeah. getting it's, through it's, the his fear. His message was getting past the fear because fear is what causes failure. And I don't have a lot of fear, and I think that's maybe why I don't don't have that issue. Like, it, 
I, I think I told you before, I was on a plane that was going to crash land and all that, and it was just... Oh, yeah. It, it yeah, scary. I, I do remember the it story. It wasn't yeah. scary at all. It was just really weird. And I just kept looking around going, this is the weirdest thing. I just think, I, I don't know when I'm going to die. It's going to be any time. You know, yeah. It could be now. It could be leaving here. It could be 20 years from now. But I, I can't control that. So it's fun to do things yeah. that are just, yeah. you know, interesting. It'd be fun to know. Yeah. Uh, what about you, anonymous female? Would you open... Would you open a box? Yeah, What's in the that's box? A hard, <laughs> that's a hard question for me because most of religion and God, I mean, it's all based on your faith that it really exists and that what you've been taught or seen or whatever, you know, is, I mean, it, 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 I mean that's why they call it faith, you know, and I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm a very analytical person, and I I like having the answers, but, I mean, you that, know, it is, once you know, you can't unknow it, ever. So and we, it, it will change yeah. who you are at your core, I don't knowing it. She made it it wouldn't be, though. She said it was, the word you use, faith, that's the faith. Mm-hmm. That That is an awesome that is really yeah, I don't think it will. I don't think it will make. I don't think it will make you not have. But it, it, it. I think it will change possibly the purpose. There's no the way for it not to. There's no way for it not to. Whether in a positive or negative way. way, you're going to look at everything differently. Absolutely. Whether it's I knew this was right, and I, everything I'm telling you is absolutely right, and I saw inside the box. I know. Or it's the other way of I can't believe I've been fed this my whole life and it's not true. You know, whatever direction it is, you're going to change your way of thinking. Just naturally. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just a a reality of peeking in the box. The interesting thing about it would be because you did bring a faith. So in my mind... If you're a person of faith and you open the box, it diminishes your faith because now you know, and so now you're not. It, it would take away right. the faith aspect to me. So it that would be possibly be exactly what you thought. Well, even at that, the the whole issue of faith is okay. I'm believing this because I really want to, right? And I'm developing something, and now I know. Well, knowing is easier than not knowing. Did not know. And so you're doing some more of an act of bravery in some way uh, to have faith without knowing. But for me, like. What I would not want is to open the box and all of a sudden have a shit ton of rules in there. And I'm like, mm, <laughs> You open the box and, and the Ten um, Commandments are in the box. Like, uh, <laughs> it was like a PDF. You know? I, I I'm think, cool with knowing if there's God or not. That would be fine by yeah. me. But I still don't think that answers the questions of basic morality to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I try to be reasonably moral. That's good. But, Ten know. Commandments are in the box. I think we look at it the same way. In just coming at it from different from directions, angle, yeah. because I mean, for me, I, I truly don't think I would want to know, because I, I'm okay with the way my faith is. Yeah. Here, I also have another interesting premise: is I mean, what if you find out if uh, whoever created us or whatever we were modeled after actually have a finite lifespan? Like whoever visited us and injected our DNA into the evolutionary system of, of Earth. Um, Maybe they live like thirty thousand years. Or something yeah, like that, oh, the, the or Prometheus, years. The Prometheus yes. theory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. Um, that wouldn't bother me at all because I already have a finite life.
Chris fan. So yeah. yeah. Want to fuck me? Yeah. You know, yeah. that's, that's mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Whatever it is. like a little, like, mine's, tiny... mu- mine's much shorter. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to live 30,000 years, so... Yeah. <laughs> and actually, I was going to mention Prometheus, because I did watch it last night. Ah. And I was like... Hmm. Yeah, 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 the idea of Prometheus. And then who created it? There was a race. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, If you haven't watched it, you might want to. Yeah, it's actually, yeah, it's it's a, a prequel to the Alien series, but uh, the, the idea that there was an alien race that seeded uh, Earth with, with, with life uh, is actually really interesting. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, with all that said, uh, we'll be right back after these messages. Hey. You can search for the Loft Party Podcast on iTunes Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, and on our Good Times with Good People YouTube channel. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook, tweet us on Twitter, and if you like the content we provide, donate to us on Patreon, www.patreon.com forward slash Loft Party Podcast. You can find all of our links below, and now back to our regularly scheduled program. <laughs> All right, welcome back to the party. Uh, okay, here we go. Party politics. Pulling out of the Paris Accords. So, I, uh, so I came up with two basic questions, and there definitely may be more. But um, first, pulling out of the Paris Accords, and of course, for anybody out there in podcast land... The Paris Accords was literally every country in the world other than two. Three. Uh, well, th- now three. Um, but, uh, well, but there's more than 196 approved it, but only 146 have ratified it, and they had until April 1st to do it. Right. So it's more than that. Right. So, with that... I did uh, do my research. Uh, good. <laughs> no, that's good. <laughs> uh, uh, America... Pulling out of uh, the, the Paris Accord, Paris uh, Climate Change Accords. Um, I guess the first question is, how do we look to ourselves? You know, when uh, I do think that there is probably uh, a majority of the country that does believe that climate change is real. What are we thinking of ourselves? Pulling out, you know. Yeah, I think there's a there's there's two questions. One, what do we think of ourselves, and then what what does the rest of the world think of us? But but before the second question, like, what what are we, what are we thinking about? It? You know, what are we thinking of ourselves as as a nation pulling think, out of? I think most people are upset by that. I mean, who, who live here think that there's no real good reason to, to not be a part of it. It's not a binding agreement or anything. It's just a pledge to try to do the right thing and to move in the right direction as far as taking care of our planet. And there's there's no reason uh, strategically, monetarily, or environmentally to not move in that direction. So why would we do that other than you know just trying to make some kind of statement? Well, posturing. And, uh, yeah, I think Dave's got an article here. That is, He's got an article here, and it's kind of interesting. So, By the way, who, who published this article? I just need to know that before we start. This came from the Heritage Foundation, which is a conservative think tank. Okay. Okay? This, this, I'll give that right off the bat. Um, thank you. Thank you. The main problem with, with the Paris Accord, or the Pittsburgh Accord, 
uh, <laughs> is is that it kind of pit us on the spot right off the bat. It was costly and ineffective for the United States. Um, it is a voluntary, and this is one thing that's kind of interesting, this is a voluntary accord, a treaty, yeah, yeah. That, that was laid out there. The United States has to come up most of the money off, off the bat. And that just, that's just a plain fact. There's just, it really was going to turn around and, and if we had to follow in what the accord was, we were going to lose thousands of jobs and we were going to have to give billions of dollars well, wait a second. The, 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 pro, the problem. How, how much? How much did they? How much did the accord ask for? Um, total in total. The total was. Uh, it was going to destroy the accord. No, 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 no. Without that, what did the accord ask for in terms of dollars? Well, they already sent in over a billion. So they asked for a hundred billion total, yep. of which we pledged three. Yep. Under Obama, that's it. Yep. So we contribute fifteen percent of our of all of the pollution to the world as a as a single country, right. and we're giving three billion of the one hundred billion. So that's a drop in the bucket. To well, true. At this nothing. point, at this point, and you're, you're saying during, during the meantime, China and India who are the worst polluters. My, my point is this, and I know you, pollution is a big deal with you. you know, I, it's a, it's probably your main deal, and I understand this, but. I also will go back to our Clean Air and Water Act. We have cleaned ourselves up a lot. I mean, look at it. we got unleaded gas now. we got catalytic converters. Our coal plants have scrubbers on them. Almost every coal plant around here that is still functioning, Lacine and then the one up on the river, I can't think, ITAC, and uh, even down here at uh, uh, off Front Street. Mm -hmm. Every single one of them have built new, new scrubbing towers that scrub a lot of this stuff out of there, producing a lot cleaner coal energy. And now they don't have to. And then this is happening. I, and, I, and you can go during my travels. I see a lot of these places where they've been. This is what they put in. So they are working on this. As a country, I really believe that our technology will allow America to produce cleaner and cleaner air. We produce cleaner and cleaner waters. We, we, we aren't perfect. We never will be perfect. You do no realize. other country will be perfect. I, no other right. country can reduce their major it's not carbon much. footprint. But you do totally. realize that they are actually scaling back on EPA at the same well, they, time. Well, they need to because they've gotten they crazy. But stuff you can't have mining. both. You can't say... Well, you which, can. Which, which actually, what you actually one, one sec. that actually goes to... The point that uh, we were actually talking about uh, off air uh, about uh, we were we were still talking about the religion question, and off air, Chris was saying that um, in, in any argument, you can either you know you can either one be right, one be wrong, or you both wrong. So to me, that actually feeds right into that. It's so you can't uh, be, you know, one of the leading countries in cleaning up the environment, but at the same time, start shutting down EPA programs that allow people to, to dump back in rivers. That doesn't that that, that but, like that that just doesn't compute as. But 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 is it that, or is it that the EPA, like any government program, has become so largest? 
that it needs to be scaled back in its overall regulation of everything. For example, for example, I'll give you a quick little thing on, on like lead abatement. All right, lead abatement's a real thing. Yeah. And it's a good thing. There's a lot of areas that do have lead abatement. I'm training lead abatement. All right. My some of my former trained on lead abatement. There was hardly any paint that had lead in it, really, past 1960. It was before 1960. You'll see a lot of it, but 1978 is their cutoff line, and so we have to go through and test these houses and everything else before then. It's just you have to spend a lot of money and a lot of time. You can get fined very heavily, very heavily, if you don't do the proper lead abatement. And it's, it was just the, the, the how they had it set up did not work for the contractor in any kind of way. You're going to you're going to lose in in any kind of way you approached it. So it's it, I've just observed this through my business sometimes is that they just go. They take what should be here. We do it with our codes too. They take what should be here and they go here with it, and it costs money. And it, and that's and that's kind of what the EPA has done on a lot of things. But you know, let's go back to the, I, I let's go back to where they, they, they polluted the river. If, if that had been a corporation, we'd still be hearing about how they're suing their asses. And then the EPA says, "Whoop whoop, made a made a mistake, <laughs> busted getting, the dam down." They're getting ready. Out of, out of curiosity, I, I just have problems with this. Yeah, out of curiosity, he's, he's we were, back. out of curiosity, we were talking earlier there, and I'm feeling that. Uh, do you remember what country that was that was saying that uh, they didn't understand how America does things because you know, no, like, the patriotic, being patriotic. Yeah, like because they they in order to do the right thing. They will tax themselves. Germany. To make sure, yeah, to make sure. It was a German guy who tweeted, he said, uh, essentially that, uh, what was it, uh, being patriotic is just showing how nationalistic you are and beating the German world. Who was that, Germany? Yeah, and, uh, the, and then he. No, they were saying. No, um, no, a, a German person. Okay. Was saying America's version of patriotic is putting a, a full size flag on a truck or. You know, something like that. Oh, I think that's and a bad statement. I just I well, well, the rest of it was in order to in order to, to do the right thing, in order to I'll see if I can actually clean the environment or whatever. They they will do the thing that may be hardest for America to do for itself, which is they'll tax themselves to make sure that there's money there to do this thing. Like if we want, if we're serious about wanting to clean up the air, or clean up the rivers, or whatever, this particular it does take money. More about taking care of sick people, actually. But yeah, we, yeah, yeah. But I, but I think, that, but I think that that thread carries through. Yeah, 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 it carries yeah. through. No, I understand. Like we, I don't understand how, you know, we can. And, and don't get me wrong, nobody wants to be, you know, over overly taxed. But if you know. You know that uh, you know something. Something is important to do, and it's difficult to do, and it's gonna take money to do. We can't 
But you, it, it, it's, yes. that's, 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 do you want me to read it? Oh, yeah, wait, let me, let me finish the statement and then, then read it. it to, me, to, to me, the if you know it's hard, you know it's difficult, you know it's expensive, we can't say, okay, government, you're too big, so we need to scale you back. Mm. But we still want you to do all these things. Mm. Well, you know, it's like, you know, it's at a certain point, if you know the money needs to be there, we, we as citizens, to me, still have to make the sacrifice of, of allowing ourselves to be taxed to accomplish certain goals. So, like, no, nobody wants to be taxed 40, 50% of their income. But there's got to be, there's got to be uh, a middle ground somewhere that, that I don't know if every American wants to, uh, wants to uh, you know, let happen. But, but before we get to, because Ben wants to say something, but before we get to that, uh, the anonymous female So it was actually. a question. It was, why aren't Germans patriotic? And this gentleman who is German, um, I'm not even going to butcher his name by trying to pronounce it. This is Germans are patriotic. In America, you show patriotism by attaching a full-sized U.S. flag to your pickup truck or a Confederate flag for alternative patriotism, singing the national anthem before every baseball game and sending 18-year-olds to Iraq so you can later thank them for their service when they roll by you in a wheelchair in Walmart. In Germany, we show patriotism by voting for higher taxes on ourselves and to make health care and college tuition universally accessible to our less fortunate fellow citizens and by picking up after one another to keep public spaces clean and nice for everyone. I guess it gets lost in translation. Well, there, he's, he's basically you know, totally liberal in his views. Well, he's German. I mean, he's not going to rep. It's a tough place to speak. And I'll ask this German gentleman: Has he lived here? Has he really gone out? Has he gone out and met American people? If he lives in America or not? I mean, nobody that doesn't say. I just says he's German. My point being is that I completely agree with. Anyway, I need to let Ben. I need to let Ben go before I take off. Yeah. I think what, but wait though, we're getting going down a different rabbit hole. I, I think the point of this was um, it's the way that other countries see us. Well, that's the second part of the question. The question we're on right now is how we see ourselves. But on, but on, on Dave's point, uh, he was, you were discussing the lead abatement stuff where um, after 1960, lead wasn't a problem, which, by the way, took a long time to happen. Lead was poisoning our communities and uh, causing all kinds of problems oh, with yes. mental it's health. Still right. Absolutely. Yeah. Still Absolutely. So I don't disagree. So like you said, it was making it hard for contractors. So I guess in this sense, like if, if we could uh, allocate our tax dollars better to make that program easier for the contractors to have not you doing things needlessly to handle a lead problem that could potentially happen. We actually, or any other We actually achieved that through the National Home Builders Association yeah. through our lobbying efforts to be able to yeah. back them off a little bit so that they right. weren't so heavy-handed with this. Well, whenever you say scale back and back them off and stuff like that, what it sounds like to everybody else is we don't want to do it and we don't want to deal no, with no, it. No, 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 but we still do it. What is a, uh, an, a, a simplified solution that's effective. If you're going to find me $30,000 a day, 
That's that, ridiculous. Yeah, I agree. Well, I, I would just say this is analogous to the health insurance industry where for years they could have taken steps on their own to get rid of many of the problems in our insurance mm-hmm. system and they decided not to until they were faced with the threat of national health care and then they go, oh, you know what? We're actually pretty cool. Let's let you have some pre-existing conditions and stay on your experience insurance a longer and common sense things. Yeah. So it's, it is the threat of regulation that makes most companies, especially since you're talking about publicly traded companies, you need a quarterly report annual, uh, annual, that sounds stupid, that increases quarterly to their uh, investors and things along those lines. This is a matter of money. You think that they're all of a sudden going to voluntarily start uh doing the right thing and, and just going, okay, let's not dump in the river because that's super cheap. Let's do it the hard way and just, you know, make less money. But no, that, that really bothers me. Government has a role. And, and again, it, it's, it's funny that we started off the show with a religious question because yeah. I would believe, and I'm not religious. And that was purposeful, actually. We're talking, about, funny. We're talking about altruism. If, yeah. if you look at, at the religious side of things, you would have to say God gave us one thing and that is a planet to take care of and we are massively abusing the resources at this point and so that would if I was religious would supersede any economic argument that somebody could make to me uh, only because you get one chance one chance to screw this planet up and so this has always been my biggest thing always but in in, in the board by one main thing population yeah. What about it? Population. We have we we are constantly growing in our population of the planet. So we are constantly overburdening the planet due primarily to our population. No, we're not. The we're, population. We're not every, the planet, more we're people you have, the more waste. energy they require. The more energy they require, because everybody wants to have electricity, and we want every <coughs> uncivilized nation to become civilized. I mean, that's the American way. We're supposed to fit this on. But if you go to third world countries, you find a whole bunch of places that don't have power mm-hmm. and, and have these different things. But population drives energy, it drives food, it drives everything. It's population, population, population. And I'd make an argument with you that there's a very famous philosopher, first philosopher, uh, Malthus, and there was a whole school of Malthusian economics where the entire world was... Wait, say, say that one more time, just just yes. for the people out there podcast land. So that sounded really intelligent. So yeah, it's, so if you want to look it up, look up Malthusian economics. He predicted the world would be dead based on food supplies by, I believe it was somewhere in the 1950s. It was certainly in the mid-20th century. We should have all been dead by now. And what's happened is it didn't account for advancement of technology and all those other things. But what I would what, what I would argue is that a government is a major driver in advancing technologies because you say, I know that you do it this way now and it's cheap and easy. You can't keep doing it this way because you are killing us. Mm-hmm. So you need to figure out a way. This is where uh, genetically modified food comes from. This is where all these other things. But the same acre of land can produce exponentially more food than it could at the time that he was writing. So, but that a lot of that came about not just through crazy corporations doing stuff that came about through government regulations is you can't keep doing this. You can't keep dumping. I guarantee you in Pittsburgh, if you had to have regulatory changes, they'd still be dumping crap in the river and killing people there. 
You want to talk about a Pittsburgh court? That's a Pittsburgh court. That was a disgusting city up until the late 70s. It was just absolutely foul. They've cleaned it up to where it's one of the most beautiful cities. But in the all world these right rivers now. have gotten a lot cleaner. We have made the a regulation. lot of progress because. The regulation. But yeah, that's why. Because, because there were some regulations. The Clean Air and Water Act, um, I, I said from the beginning, was the best act of Congress that probably was ever passed. But that's part of what they're getting, trying to get rid of with with scaling back the right. EPA. And I'm arguing I don't why think so. Do I think that, the Clean Air and Water Act is still in play. It, it, it has not been rescinded. Uh, portions of it definitely have. Again, as a coal as a coal producer, you are now free to dump into rivers again, which is completely wrong. That is disgusting. You will kill people, and you will cause all kinds of harm to individuals that has an adverse effect then on, guess what? They're going to be sick. They're going to be the insurance. Well, and not only that, again. you're messing and with the ecosystem. And I agree. And you get to do it one time. Yeah. As soon as you screw up the land once, it's done. You, it's well, done. you know, it's you funny. Can't, you can't go back. You know, it's funny. Like I said, I, I picked the party game question for, for one reason, is it really did tie into um, into the uh, to the Paris Climate Change Accords because you know when you know when God created Adam and Eve if if you are religious you know he says you know I give you dominion and stewardship over the land and and all of the you know animals on it and so you know, to, for for the how are we looking at ourselves question, it's to me it's really simple. It's um, if you if you know if or if not to tell you the truth, you're religious. It's uh, that stewardship. Are we doing a good job? And 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 if we're still dumping in rivers and we're still uh, you know, smoke stacking, you know, massive amounts of uh, coal dust and everything else into the air, we couldn't possibly be good stewards of it. Well, what do we want the EPA as a government, any government agency, the EPA in particular, to be able to function at, at, at its ultimate level? Well, now, I do agree. So, I do agree that's that. That's not where I'm at. Well, I do agree that no matter what the organization is or what the uh, you know, government agency is, there's always going to be room for improvement. But do I think that rolling back, um, you know, the regulations and allowing coal companies to dump in rivers again, I, I don't think that's... I wouldn't want a coal company to dump in the river again. Yeah, but I guess, I guess the problem is... And, and I, and I, and I, is it really going to happen? But I, don't, but I don't think that yeah. you... I don't think that you do want that. But the problem is... I think is what Chris was saying uh, before we uh, move to the second question in this. Um, I think what Chris was saying is is definitely the the problem when money is the issue. Corporations <laughs> now. Now the funny thing is uh, the definition of a corporation and the definition of a psychopath are actually. Very eerily, scarily similar. Um, you do whatever is necessary to to survive yourself, including cannibalizing yourself. 
That now that in and of itself is scary because if that's if that is the uh, corporate groupthink of all major corporations, uh, which is it, why they get tight with government yeah, too. But, though, but, yeah. Which is also which is also they, the they are intertwined with government just as much as government intertwines with them. and that is not to say that that that's a good either. You know, I guess what I'm saying is government does play a role because if you uh, if you leave it up to the people making money and because look, in any corporate structure it works like this. You make more money or you reduce your costs so that you make more money. So, either you find a way to make more money, which a lot of these industries are dying. Um, that we're talking about coal and stuff like that. Um, so you're not going to find too many more ways to make more money, or you cut your costs. And if there's a, a, a regulation that says you can't dump into the rivers or you can't, uh, you know, smokestack into the air without scrubbing or whatever, but then, the, then that regulation is taken away, I don't have any faith in corporations that they won't make more money. But they, <laughs> and, and, and they won't revert to the cheapest. Yes. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. also, corporations and oil companies and a lot of the energy companies will also come up with new technologies. Yeah, and I'm not do, saying that that's not they true. They employ either. a lot of people to do this. And, and I think if, if somebody came up with a better energy form and had the time to put the infrastructure in place in order to replace what we have now, a super fuel, a better way to produce electricity that was actually able to function to where it wouldn't want to cost the common taxpayer or the common person in America ten times what they're paying now because they ain't going to go for that. Then, then people will adapt to it. Well, let me throw something out, and this is where I would disagree because I think that the established companies that are already out there that have a vested interest and already have the money have no incentive at all to support those technologies because they're protecting their own interests. So, and I think we right now can desail any water uh, if we wanted to and run cars off of it. It's already been proven that we can. We hmm. can run it. Should we we already have a gas. Again, maybe, but I also think you could I do it that other long time that are renewable that, that, could, that could stay. Like, for example, I, I admire Elon Musk for what he's doing with Tesla. I think that's a great model of a thing to do. Now, if you want to get behind that, great. It takes a disruptor to do that. But do you know how much he fights every single state? No, silly stuff like that. Like, they won't even let him sell cars directly to people. He has to go through these bizarre distributorships in each state, and some of them prevent that, and all this other stuff. I mean, it's just nonsense. But if you want to talk about the rules being stupid, that's a stupid one. We have better energy sources. We have no in inducement right now to make states or the federal government or these huge corporate lobbies, like you were saying, support those because it's I not. Totally disagree with it's, it's not inexpensive for them to put that stuff in the place. I've been boggled after working in the oil field uh, and, and, and working mostly in natural gas why we don't have our entire truck fleet working on natural gas right now. We should have, we should have had years ago, 
years ago, we should have had natural gas. It, it, it cost $1,500 or so to convert a diesel motor to where it could take on natural gas. You and run shouldn't be boggled by that. It's because... It, it's cheaper. It's a vested interest. The largest company by market cap in the world is Shell. Yes. What's their What's their inducement to do that? Nothing. What's their inducement to? We have a hundred. We have a hundred years of natural gas out there. We'd be running these vehicles on right after now. Except, they except they we have better options already. Because they're making so much money out the. And we system. already have better options than natural gas. And and yes. and, 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 and I here, mean, that's what's so funny. Today. Well, here's the other part. Here's the other part. What are they going to do? Everything as far as our road repairs go and our infrastructure goes is based on what? Gas tax. Sure. So the more energy efficient we become, the less tax money they, they can bring in, right? They just re- do you know how they much the expenses go the down? Tax. But that you will have to redo the tax. How, so, how long have they been trying to redo the tax, tax in the state of Missouri? Because they, they passed the tax back in the 90s. And they turned around and threw it in the slush fund and didn't use it on the roads. I think now nobody in the state of Missouri will trust the sorry back. I think we use technologies that are abusive that cause these costs. And so you're assuming that there wouldn't be any slashing costs if we started picking different technologies. And I would argue there'd be a major slashing cost if we started picking different technologies and using different things. It'd be humongous. And we're not even looking into that. We, we let corporations squash it at every turn because they have humongous lobbies. That it's in their their worst that are, interest to let because these they're go. tied in with the and government. So, and so, yep. when you argue that new technology is going to take over, no, new technology needs to be fostered and supported, and uh, we do not do that as a country because the existing com- companies that have the dollars prevent that. But part of the argument is that you want the government. I know when you move on, we got the government. We're saying here we want the government to regulate us and take care of us. But on the other hand, the, the corporations are so tied in with the government that the government is also going to work towards that. You know that I know too. It's so anti-government, it is ridiculous. I, 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 I don't trust. I, I think I don't trust either one. Is under life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and you can leave it at those three. And to me, this falls under life. And <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm like, I do not want to see this world destroyed. That is going to absolutely affect my life a million percent. It's going to cause all kinds of illnesses, all kinds of things that we don't know about right now. And it's it's like, and again, I'll give you a great example. You know, it's it's, a, it's similar to what I think a lot of democratic programs are. They're designed to help people with unintentionally horrific consequences. Yes. So I do not think that dumping into a coal river ever in anybody's idea in mind is a great I think idea. That's insane. So I would agree. I would never so let's, go for let's, that let's, let's not have that. Let's actually support clean, clean air, clean technology, and let's get behind it and make it happen. Because if we're really the country we say we are, which it leads to the second question, which is how do we want to be seen in the world, then let's be leaders in clean technology. Okay. And, and not fight it at every turn. Okay. With that, which we all are with that, we're going to take a break. And uh, we're going to, uh, we're going to take a break and we're going to come right back. Hey out there in podcast land, we would not be doing our duty if we didn't acknowledge the sponsors of the Love Party Podcast, the Majestic Restaurant and Jazz Club, and the Majestic's Pendergast Club. The Majestic carries on Kansas City's tradition of great food and jazz. Let them show you why they are the classic Kansas City Steakhouse experience. 931 Broadway, just three blocks from the Kansas City Convention Center. 
Jay Rieger and Company, a Kansas City distillery. Whether whiskey, gin, or vodka, neat or on the rocks, Jay Rieger, Kansas City, sipping good since 1887. CP Construction, Kansas City's premier wood framers, 50 years of quality framing and craftsmanship. Just email David dot service at gmail.com and start building something new today. And our friend and frequent guest, Lane Boland. Thank you all for all that you do. Time to rejoin the conversation. Okay, so we're back and uh, we are still talking party politics and the question on the table is uh, with, the, uh, with America pulling out of the Paris Accords, uh, we've discussed what we look like to ourselves, but what do we look like around the world? Um, it, so, our current president um, seems to be of the opinion that the world uh, was laughing at us. And that was kind of one of his major reasons for wanting to pull out of the Paris Accords. But I guess my question is, um, when and where were they laughing at us? And uh, aren't they, aren't they, if not laughing at us, aren't they at least shaking their heads at us now, wondering? What the fuck? I would say laughing almost ironically. Like they're laughing like... <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. like, like in a way whenever something really bad happens to you. Yeah. And you, you laugh at it because you don't really have another response. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, well, yeah. Let, let me concede this part today because I think this is an important point. I think the way that they were laughing at us is that we are going, we stand to lose a ton of jobs to other countries mm-hmm. who uh, may or may not comply with the accord. So yeah, we did pull out of the deal, but that doesn't mean the other countries are necessarily complying with it. And so our manufacturers and our people are going over there to do work, you know, and that kind of stuff. So that could be one area where people are laughing at us. But what I would say is, listen, anytime you public, well, one, one of the consequences is we don't even get a voice in the UN Climate Accord for four years. That's one of the penalties of pulling out of the deal. Yeah, and by the way, so, four years later, whenever, okay, so if another president gets elected, uh, Donald Trump will, uh, you know, still have a voice in that, right? No. No, no, no. No, no, he wouldn't because it would be a, hopefully a... After January, okay. Yeah, it'd be the new administration. Right, right. Yeah, so but we're, we're shut up for four years on <laughs> dealing with this issue. Yeah, so his entire first term... So he just uh, completely gave up our voice entirely yeah. on this issue, and I just think that's ridiculous. Which enough, even, so. if he, even if he came along with it, like, we don't lose anything by him saying, all right, well, you know, I'll, I'll come along, but... I have my reservations or whatever. Sure. It is, it's funny to me, like, listen, I, I get that we probably will lose some jobs, and I know some of them will go overseas and that kind of stuff, but at some That's point, anyway. when you're the world leader in something, and I, nobody wants to be Rome, you don't want to see your country collapse, you know, and of course. lose status and all those other things. But at the same time, you have an obligation to kind of lead the way. Yeah. You know, and we have abdicated our seat at a table to lead the way. And that when we're 15% of the global problem, and you can make an argument that China's worse, but historically the United States is the worst if you take it all together by, by a mile and a half. It's not even close at this point. 
you know, we can't abdicate that responsibility. And that's what he did is he abdicated the responsibility. Well, let, let, me, let me read something from the article here. It's kind of interesting. Um, there's nothing about leaving the Paris that prevents Americans from continuing to invest in new energy technologies. It kind of goes against what you're saying. The market for energy is $6 trillion projected to grow a third by 2040. Roughly 1.3 billion people do not have access to electricity, let alone reliable, affordable energy. That's a big market incentive for the private sector to pursue the next energy technology without the aid of taxpayer money. And you think about that, that's, that's a shitload of money. Except. So, so if, if American companies work to find a way to get the 1.3 billion people out there that don't have access to, and it could be, you know, building a coal plant in the middle of, of Africa could be a difficult problem. But you can certainly set up solar panels or wind power or other type of technologies out there to try to bring some of these people that technology. That a lot of times is led by American companies. And that's, that's something that is still out there that American companies are doing on a private, on a private level. So I, I, I tend to say, yeah, maybe, maybe they're laughing at us, but maybe we might surprise them in the long run with what we can develop. We have a lot of brilliant people in here. You know, I, I look at a lot of the Indians, and I see them in our companies and how brilliant these guys are and gals. And these people come up with things. Um, they, people will come up with something to solve some problems. We always seem to be resilient people. And we do manage to sometimes come up with solutions to solve problems that are good for the overall environment and good for the world. I can agree with that. Uh, but that then brings me to my next question, which is, if that's the case, and, and I do think that probably is the case, uh, why was it necessary to pull out that? If we're, if we're going to be the ones who, who find the technology and we are the ones who are going to create the innovation, why was it necessary to pull out in the first well, place? Well, I, I think it has to do with, with wealth distribution. I mean, there's a, you got to realize there's a lot of countries in there that are run by despots. And the money will go to them, and as usual, they won't do jack shit with us, they'll put it in their pockets. You know, we've been supplementing how many countries with foreign aid for different things, how much of that money actually went to good or went in somebody's pocket. You know, we, we, you can't be ignorant to that fact. Dictators are dictators for a reason. And they, they do pocket a lot of that money and create their own wealth and their own elite class and their people continue to suffer. So, you know, that's, that's where I think a lot of people that I've talked to had a problem with the Paris Accord is that it was us shelling out dollars and not knowing exactly where those dollars were going or what those dollars were going to do. So it kind of put us on the forefront of where we had to do that where China and India had 20 years before they even really had to start put up or shut up. And it was a voluntary, this is the main thing, this is a voluntary thing. So it wasn't... We were five years ahead of them. We were 2025, they were 2030. But it's still, they, what, what if we turned around and, and shelled out a trillion dollars 
And China went, son of a bitch, they just sell out a trillion dollars. I'm out of this. They can back out. There was no binding agreement here in this court. This was not a, a well-done deal, in my opinion. This was not a well-done deal. If you want it, it has to be binding. If you want to really go after it, it can't be voluntary. It has to be binding. It has to be a treaty, which has to be ratified by our Congress and our Senate. Then it has to be the real deal, and everybody has to have skin in the game. And I don't think that this is a good accord in that aspect. And I've read heavily on this, and I don't think it's the way it needs to be. And I don't blame him. Now, let's this, this not forget, Trump said, I'm willing to renegotiate. He, does, he gave up that right. So I don't know if, I don't even know, with Trump, you never know. What the talk yeah. is and what the action yeah. is, right? Well, I guess the, the like like Chris was saying, I think the problem is that, which is the reason that I say uh, why pull out uh, is because so for the next four years there there is no renegotiating, there's no nothing. We're we're out, we're out. and uh, so to me, if you're looking at the deal and you're saying, okay, th- this this needs to be, you know, hammered down further, you know. Um, to me, you don't pull out and lose Walk four away. years. Yeah. You say, okay, um, the way that this is set up currently, we, ne- we need to... We need to renegotiate what we're what we're all doing here, and um, but when you pull out, you lose the opportunity to, to be at that negotiating table, and and I and I don't think with something as important as uh, global climate change, we should have pulled pulled out. I do think if it's just like with uh, with a healthcare system, um, the Affordable Health Care Act wasn't perfect. Nobody thought it was, but is trashing it completely the right thing, or is going in finding what's wrong and fixing the things that are wrong the right thing? Because in trashing it, you know. You kick twenty to twenty-four million people off the rolls that you know won't get health care any other kind of way because they just don't have the money, you know. And yes, there's some personal responsibility issues when it comes to what you do, uh, what you do with your money. But I, you know, as uh, um, uh, I can't remember the movie, but there was a movie and one, of, and I say this line all the time from it. Uh, is you know that there is still some poor folk in the world, you know, because at the end of the day, there are some people that are just poor enough where it's not going to matter uh, how much uh, personal responsibility they have; they just don't have it. You know, if you know if keeping a roof over your head and and clothes on your children's back and and, and food in their bellies is. Deal. Is is the thing that you can afford to do? 
um, you know, it, it, it's it, it, which gets back, you know, to kind of the, you know, kind of the religious aspect of the party game question. It's, you know, at a certain point, trying to trying to be altruistic for your fellow man um, comes with some level of sacrifices that I don't know if the uh, if the American electorate is willing to do. This is a semi-interesting thing that I did not know about, and this, I think, maybe speaks to what other countries are doing. It's from the Atlantic uh, in April of this year. So, uh, China has taken on cap-and-trade before the U.S. has taken it on as a nation. India is planning to roll out 100 gigawatts of solar energy in amount that will dwarf that in the United States. So they're actually the ones who are taking on the technological advancements at this point. That's exactly that's, what I was... the fear that they'll win. That's what I was trying to tell you. Yeah. Is that China and India are actually going to be the way, way pavers of renewable energy in the next 20 years. They but they have smart, to be yeah. because they are so no. far behind. Because they, they have now. heavily polluted for many, many years. Where That's we I mean, already took, we already took some things into our hands in the seventies, and said, let's, "Let's bring it on and get it better." You know, well, we, they, that doesn't mean that they have to, though. Well, yes, They've they do because they are polluting it. themselves to death. They also, how much larger is China and India's population than ours? Uh, Which goes back to my population years. argument. Yeah. They're both over a billion and we're at 300 but million. But one big blaring black eye that we've avoided, I, I don't know if we've consciously avoided talking about this, but the Trump administration, well, and, and the GOP in general, uh, are a huge climate change deniers. Are we've we been talking about... So, so we're trying to uh, kill everybody no, again? Yes. You know, we've been trying to kill everybody since 1995. Yes and no, though, Ben, because when when Trump announced that he was pulling out, there are Republicans that came out and said, this is wrong to do this. Yeah, there are. So, it, I mean... Except for the ones who were... But I do understand what you, your point, though. I think... I don't think America should have ever been a two-party system. The problem with that is you have one party that says yes we believe that climate change is a real thing and it needs to be tackled it should and be got, a political issue in the first place right, well, go ahead yeah exactly but you have one but you then you have the other party who's uh, you have some individuals that have uh, come out to say yes you know I believe in climate change but the party line for the GLP is uh, we don't necessarily believe climate change is real. And and I think that I, ultimately, I really do believe that what Trump wanted to do was all of what he's what he's noticed that most politicians do. And that's from the left or the right is uh, in campaigning. They make a lot of promises and they rarely follow through on all of their promises. I think what he wants to do, and and uh, it's kind of it's kind of brilliant, but it's actually kind of insidious, is uh, is 
fulfill the promises he made. So he said he he said he said he thought it was a bad deal, and he was pulling out. He didn't think Obama should have done it, and so whether or not it was the right thing, um, be, because it pleases his base, I'm pulling out. I, I would I would make a different argument on this, and this is probably one area where we disagree. I think it is such a new science that I don't think anybody knows. We just think that you know global warming is a thing because it's a buzzword. Well, global cooling was a huge buzzword in the '60s. You know, there was science, science spring by Rachel Carson you know, so and all those things. Well, that's because it was going to be a retroactive. No, 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 no. Give me okay. a chance. I think it is such a new science. We're talking about global cycles. And this is an exceptionally new science, so we don't have very accurate records going back very far on. We have guesses, and we have these models that we try to predict in terms, but we have no idea if they're right, wrong, or indifferent. In terms of real hard data, we have about 50 years of it. In terms of what you can say, and it's gone through two cycles since. What's the latest the Industrial Revolution? No, not at all. I would say the Industrial Revolution started in the 1830s, and we started getting really accurate data on it in on how it was affecting or not affecting climate change in the 1960s. So I would absolutely disagree with that point. My larger point, and why I don't like it, is I just think once you script the world, you script the world. And I don't like pollution in general. I just think it's stupid. So I don't want to live in a polluted world because I think it's gross. Going to Los Angeles in the 80s was filthy. I mean, it's disgusting. Or Denver. It's, it's repulsive. You know, so I don't care. I don't know either way. My argument would just be, I don't know if global warming, cooling, either one's right, wrong, or different. These may just be global cycles. I just don't like pollution. And in my mind, I don't know of any other case where we could imperil ourselves, you know, and literally bring down the destruction of our planet. Possibly. It's a possibility. Mm -hmm. Where you would err on the side of just recklessness and say, let's just get rid of the rules or let's not mandate this. Okay. You know, in my mind, That's I don't know if it's right, wrong, or different on the science level, yeah. and I don't think anybody really does because it's too new of a science. But what I would say is I, I, do, I just don't know why anybody would vote for the side of pollution and the possibility of self-destruction. Yeah. That just seems stupid to me. Yeah. Okay. All right. So with that, we're going to take a break. <laughs> hey, you having a good time? Let me introduce you to a couple of my media brothers. First, www.americathemixtape.com, a cipher on American politics, society, and culture. And where'd I get that mixtape? Of course, www.cornerbodega.us, purveyors of urban culture. Come on, let's get back to the party. And welcome back. Um, so we've just got one more thing we're going to talk about, and that is today's sugar, honey, iced tea. And of course, that is things that I or a member of the panel have found that are really cool, a.k.a. the shit. Um, and this week's sugar, honey, iced tea is the uh, One Love Manchester Benefit concert um, that uh, Ariana Grande helped to... Uh, organized. It raised uh, $13 million for the uh, Manchester concert attack victims. Um, and of course, uh, in that show, uh, Ariana Grande, uh, Justin Bieber, Katy Perry, Miley Cyrus, uh, Pharrell Williams, Usher, the Black Eyed Peas, and Coldplay 
how I performed. Um, actually, kind of wish I was in Manchester to see that show. <laughs> that, yeah. that actually sounds like an, an from, amazing... From Coldplay, right? Uh, yeah, from, <laughs> purely from Coldplay. Purely from Coldplay. Uh, that just sounds like... Uh, so like that would have been an amazing time. guy with a dude named Apple jump around on stage. That's a very good concept. The one thing that bothers me here is Coldplay was the only British group. Why does that bother you? Like adversity. Not I'm lacking. Kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, no, it's actually, it's actually, you know, it's actually interesting uh, that you bring that up because that's actually, I, I didn't make much of it, but I definitely thought of that uh, when I when I saw the lineup of who was playing the show. Uh, isn't is Kenny Cricket British? No, 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 no. She's very California. Very California. Oh, I'm thinking of a. Uh, I guess I mean maybe yeah, we, I maybe, maybe we can give uh, <laughs> give give them Bieber Lily Allen. <laughs> You're the big one. I was thinking Canadian. I was thinking of Lily Allen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard her name in a while. Oh, she's fantastic. Yeah, no, I love I like, Lily Allen. I like her better than Carrie. I haven't heard that name in a while. Yeah, yeah. It was just it was it was really really well you get people that 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 particular audience would know and True. and because you are talking about ariana grande's audience so, but they're, they're, so Brit. they're going to know everybody Canada. over there most of the people that gone next show would have been Brit. they would have known all the Brit bands that's not what i mean i'm talking about, about, the, about the age demographic the age demographic Fair enough. i don't know i don't know that i put coldplay in that maybe necessarily but i would say that Manchester has an enormous, enormous music scene in and of itself. It would well, have been and the other thing you have yeah, to think yeah, about too is you don't know who she asked and who declined and who accepted. Yeah, there were a lot of there so. were a lot of bands who canceled shows right afterwards. It was the little oh, tape whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm just saying for her they benefit, they started canceling their yeah. tours. There were a ton of people that started canceling their tours right afterwards, and so yeah, yeah there are some some. Uh, Artists that she may have asked that declined. Yeah, or, 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 or on, on other tours. They may have had a scheduling conflict, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. like you too, if they were yeah. playing in Chicago, I get yeah. that. That's fair. Like you, you can't not show up to your show at Soldier Field. Yeah, 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 exactly. That would be yeah. a bad. This <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I noticed. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I because I, I definitely noticed it, and I didn't. Like I said, I didn't make a lot of it, um, because I was thinking the same thing. I'm sure that there was. A ton of acts that either just played, like I was thinking, uh, Drake's tour just wrapped up a couple weeks ago over there, so he's already over here doing mm -hmm. doing stuff. He's, yeah, I know he had a show in Toronto yesterday at that floor, and um, he was kind of being logistical. Nightmare. Yeah, so I was just thinking, well, it, yeah. it was, it was so, such yeah. a short turnaround. It, it is hard to get people like, an entire. Band back in. But how did all these American artists be able to make it? That's a little strange. Well, I was thinking that, that this sounds like a are... bunch of people who just weren't on tour right yeah. now. Yeah, <laughs> it's really. Yeah. I'm looking You're like. I mean, there's not an equal amount of British bands that probably aren't on tour. Well, yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree that uh, there probably could have could have been more British bands, but I think that's a little surprising. You know. I never even thought about that. And they could have yeah. got the pitch stop boys. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been a great time for, like, this semester or something. Yeah. You know, Boy George, like you know? Yeah. Come yeah, on. Yeah, you could have gone 80s on it. Some British people in there. But, hey, I mean, they uh, they were hoping to uh, 
do another arena and wound up uh, wound up filling a stadium and uh, for the show. So where they where they end up doing that? Was it a um, I do not read. Uh, wait a minute. Let me see if because uh, I did uh, I did print something out here. Let me see if I see quickly scanning. Um, no, it actually does not say oh, it's where. Manchester, I would yeah, 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 yeah. So you know, most of the big venues are yeah, in London. So. Yeah, I'm sh- I'm sure it was their uh, probably their soccer stadium. Yeah, yeah. that uh, that they wound up playing at. And but the, just the fact that um, at this shorter turnaround, because we're talking a week later, really, um, or maybe maybe two weeks, but I think it was a week later they were able to turn around and. Pull off a huge thirteen days after. Yeah, uh, pull off a huge Listen, stadium I mean, show. Um, I thought that that was kind of all shit. the kudos in the world to her for doing it. Oh, yeah. for having the balls, for lack of a better word, to get back out there. When, yeah. you know, it was her concert that people got blown. Well, not only that, yeah. but it was the day was after tough. the London attack. Oh yeah, they went ahead and, and they, and they still went, did it. went ahead and did it anyway. It's not the country I would be pulling this stuff off in. No, well, they have the same stuff we did with nine <laughs> eleven. Yeah, true. I mean, you know, Brits always well, have stuff. Well, Liam Gallagher and Chris Martin. They're Liam Gallagher was from Oasis. Late Oasis, yeah. Chris But they were too stoned being the world's greatest man. Oh, so okay. So Liam Gallagher, that's another British person. I'm gonna say, yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I uh, I missed that name. So yeah, so there was at least one other, <laughs> one other British actor. Hey, congrats to every single person you win. I don't care where you're from. You yeah, know, that's awesome. And mm-hmm. even more, congrats to her for putting it together. And she gave fourteen thousand free tickets. Yep. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. Awesome. So. Oh yeah. Back so, to still. Back to the. And still, still, still got 13, thirteen million. Yeah. In in American, it was ten ten million. Yeah. So back to sugar, sugar, honey, iced tea. Uh, another little factoid that I ran across about Billy Joel. Uh, mm. So Billy Joel, whenever he runs a, a concert, obviously a big venue. You know how whenever there's a concert, the, the front row tickets, like yeah. usually like uber rich people right. get those tickets. Well, apparently what he does is he keeps those tickets on hold. And he goes finds people in the nosebleeds. Oh wow! And gives those tickets to the people who purchase the nosebleeds tickets. Because he noticed that the people in the front rows weren't his fans. They were just like rich people who wanted to be seen. Who wanted to be seen or and just... Like, oh, yeah. I'm in the... Having a Billy Joel concert front row, look at me. Yeah. Drink cognac or whatever. Because yeah. I was a fan of it, but... <laughs> right, right, right. I'm a real fan. Well, well yeah, but those... So I'm going to spend my savings on this. Yeah, yeah exactly. So <laughs> they, you see the nose, but you Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, I mean, like I said, what he noticed is that almost everybody up there, like, they weren't standing up, they weren't cheering, they were just sitting there. Going, it's like when the Chiefs give away, like, pizza to a section. I'm like, damn, I'm never in that section. I'm never in that section. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the sentiment in itself, yeah, I know, is yeah, uh, yeah. the shit. It is, say. Yeah, I'm about to say, the, the sentiment behind it is the shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a.k.a. the sugar honey ice tea. I'm yeah. blown away there's not Elton, Elton John on the list. He does yeah, all yeah I was kind of surprised. That really, Elton does that. Yeah. 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 Which benefit thing do you not do? Yeah, mm-hmm. really. You're at all. Yeah. So, with that, I think, uh, I think we've hit all the points that I wanted to hit. Uh, we have definitely talked about the uh, Manchester concert. Uh, we didn't touch as much on the uh, London attack, but uh, like, like I said earlier, we do want to send a rest in peace to all of the victims there. And uh, we did uh, talk about uh, today's Sugar Honey Iced Tea, um, which of course 
uh, gave uh, to the victims of the Manchester attack. And with that, I want to end this. Ah, what? You can edit this out in this so we can keep this exceptionally brief. Yeah. I thought the tweets from our president to the mayor of London were so wrong. So wrong. Uh, uh, yeah, and he didn't even he didn't even quote it correctly. And it's not like we haven't had attacks here. Like you know that yeah. really disturbed me. That that's a time where well, you are nothing but supportive, where you pledge your assistance, you reach out to all the victims, you do everything you can to help somebody and to disparage the mayor of the of the country, of the, country, oh, of the well, city yeah. of London uh, through tweets, nonetheless. I just thought it was fairly repulsive. Yeah, but, a shout out to the first responding officers of the London attacks. One absolutely. guy uh, came at one of the first responders, only armed with a baton, tried to take on three of them and took stab wounds to the arms and the face. Wow. And then there was another guy who tackled one with his bare hands. The guy with the baton. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, he died. And then there was another guy who tackled one with his bare hands before yeah. armed response wow. showed up. Wow. So uh, I just want to obviously lend out my. My yeah. thoughts and my support, even though I'm, I'm here. And I yeah, but yeah, and, and, and not only to uh, to the to the responders in London, but um, you know, to to the first responders. Period. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I often think how um, difficult the job is already, and uh, and then to have to. Um, go into whatever extra mode you have to find in order to respond to such tragic events. Uh, uh, my hat definitely goes off to any of the first responders. What that just makes your heart warm. Right. And that is the shit. That's the shit. And with that, I am going to end this podcast in the way I end all podcasts, and that is with the toast that started it all for me. And as to good times with good people.